You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Hey, dosers. It is Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Isn't that a thing? That's like a Star Wars reference. Who knew? May the 4th be with you. Yes, that is a thing, right? You guys, that was one thing I could never get into. Please don't judge me right now. And if you're watching and you're my husband, you're judging me. I have never seen an entire Star Wars movie. Okay? Okay. Listen, I understand that that's shocking to some of you, but I will tell you one thing. A lot of people I've talked to have never watched Dirty Dancing, have never watched Girls Just Want to Have Fun, have never watched True Beverly Hills. Now, those are movies that you can't not watch. Those are the movies that you have to, like, those are the essentials. Star Wars, Schmar Wars, I've done the ride. Okay, so a couple people are agreeing that, you know, Star Wars, never watched them. Okay, I'm judging. (laughs) Shoot. Don't judge me. Okay, welcome to the show. I am Donna Bowling, your host. I am here Monday through Friday, and I host a pop culture reality, uh, celeb gossip, fun daily show. I am having such a nice day today because I'm starting to feel a little better. Still congested, still sneezing, still the whole thing, but I slept. And, you know, thank God for Mucinex. Thank God for Afrin. Thank God for all the vitamins and the vitamin C's and the shots and the, I went to Whole Foods yesterday and I just did a lot of the, the, um, you know, the cayenne pepper and whatever. Grease, Grease. Now that's a movie. If you haven't seen Grease, but you know what? I, I did talk to someone the other day. This is a little random, but I did talk to someone the other day and she said Grease 2 is her favorite movie. I was very surprised by that. Grease 2, not for me. Original Grease. Grease 2 is just not the one. Okay, we can have an entire, entire uh, show about random 80s movies that raised me. You know, when I was a kid, so I was born in 81, and we're such helicopter parents now. We're so on top of our kids about what they watch and what they do and what they see and what they, you know, anxiety and, and, and all these other things. And meanwhile, when I was a kid, my mom rented me Porky's. I was like seven years old and we went to the movie store, like the block, it wasn't even Blockbuster, it was like a local video store. You guys remember those? And I I wanted to rent a movie and my mom was like, yeah, why don't you get these? These look fun. And it was Porky's, which if you guys know Porky's, it is uh, like very much not a kid-friendly movie. I think there was cheerleaders in it. (laughs) I definitely saw Porky's as a kid too. Sarah says, yeah, it's... what? I just remember there was one scene with a bathroom and a hole, and if you know what I mean. Another movie my mom used to rent me all the time 
all the time was Revenge of the Nerds, which was my favorite movie. Like I watched every single, I watched Revenge of the Nerds. I could quote Revenge of the Nerds. And meanwhile, now as an adult, when you look back and watch Revenge of the Nerds, you're like, that is absolutely not appropriate for kids. There is boobs. There is like the guys are are sneaking in and filming the girls. There is, oh my God, there's so many crazy things that happen in Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds. And my mom thought that was like appropriate behavior, but that's, you know, I don't know if she was just a little checked out. She just wanted to keep us busy. It's like when we let our kids just play Fortnite, it's like, whatever, yeah, leave us alone. We're watching TV. I'm not saying I do that all the time, but sometimes I do. Um, so, oh my gosh. So now we're having some good conversations, a fun little Revenge of the Nerds, a little, uh, a little like, I don't know, fact. Um, Robert Carradine is the lead in, is that his name Robert Carradine? Cause there's a bunch, maybe it's David. No, it's Robert Carradine is the lead nerd, right? It's Robert Carradine. And then the other guy, I think his name is Anthony something. And he was in, um, ER, right? So there's two of the nerds, the main nerds. So the guy that was like, I can't do the laugh. I really don't want to embarrass myself that much for the audio version of this, but the guy who was the lead darker haired nerd. Okay. You've seen him in movies. You've seen him in TV shows for years and years and years. His daughter, her name is Ever Carradine, also an actress. She's on Handmaid's Tale. She's been on a bunch of different shows and she's, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to keep kind of like wiping my nose. And she is, um, and she is a mom of a kid who I went to, uh, who was on my kid's baseball team. So I was sitting there with her and I was like, oh my gosh, your dad is from Revenge of the Nerds, like died over it. She's like, yeah, but I'm also on Handmaid's Tale. And I'm like, oh my God, I know that's so cool. But your dad, so funny, that whole family They're all actors. It's a crazy, crazy family. All right, you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for indulging me and letting me just, you know, talk about random, random things. As you know, we're going to get so deep. We're going to go into it so hard. That's what she said. Into Vanderpump Rules today because obviously last night, VPR Wednesdays, spent my entire evening waiting to watch Vanderpump Rules. And I have to say, I also have a little summer house stuff that I want to talk about because I haven't had a chance. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like mention the summer house thing that that I had a TikTok about that went really, really like resonated with a lot of people. And then I'm going to get into Vanderpump Rules. So thank you again for being here. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you follow along on Instagram, TikTok at This Is Donna Bowling and give me all the ratings and reviews. I love you guys. Okay. Summer House aired on Monday night. And this season of Summer House, everyone can kind of agree across the board. It's boring. We're struggling. We're not really loving it. It's there's nothing really going on. The casting is off. There's not enough cute guys. But this episode, we have hottie hottie Andrea here from, you know. Uh, visiting with his girlfriend, who's an interesting, she seemed nice, a little interesting. And the two of them are in the house and everyone's very happy for the most part. But meanwhile, secretly there's a plan going on where Carl is proposing to Lindsay. Now we've all as fans of Bravo, Bravo or the show have known that they've been engaged since the summer. We knew this was coming, not a shock. You know, who was shocked was Danielle. Now Danielle is in the show as She was introduced, I can't remember specifically if Carl introduced her to the show. Yeah, I believe Carl introduced her to the show. She used to date Carl back, back, back in the day, like years and years ago. She became best friends with Lindsay. And then when Lindsay and Carl connected and hooked up, she was like, 
the third wheel with them, Trace Amigos type of energy. Meanwhile, she had a boyfriend of her own, Robert the cook, chef, whatever. This is where the whole thing goes awry. Carl and Lindsay are clearly very much in love. Whether you think it's real or not, it doesn't matter. What we're seeing is it looks like they're very much in love. He's very happy. She's very happy. They're in their 30s. They have known each other for seven years. They met, I think, in 2016. Like, let these people be, right? They bought, they uh, rented a very, very beautiful apartment. We all know about this apartment. It was in the show a couple episodes ago, and Danielle was very weird at that party. Um, She has not in any way supported this relationship this whole summer. She thinks they're moving too fast. Even though they've known each other for seven years, they're in their 30s. They know each other really well. And she moved in with her own boyfriend after two months. That doesn't matter. She thinks Carla and Lindsay are moving too fast. She questions everything about them. And she's absolutely unsupportive of their friendship. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, Lindsay pushed her aside when she hooked up with Carl. I'm going to say this. If you think as a best friend that you should still be the person's number one, always the first call, always the first person when someone gets into a new relationship, moves in with her boyfriend and gets engaged, you are missing the boat. I don't believe you can actually be very close with someone when they're going through a very, like you have to know as a best friend where your place is when someone is in a new relationship. You know what the worst kind of friend there is? High maintenance friends. The friends that expect you, no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter if you're engaged or married or you have a job, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You should be putting them first. That is, we're not in fifth grade. And I've lost many friends over that kind of feeling where I felt like I could never do enough for them. They were always disappointed. And when I was in a very, very busy time with my career or when I had newborn babies or when Lance and I first started dating or got engaged or wedding planning or whatever, friends kind of get naturally pushed aside because you're too busy to do it all. And all of my friendships that were not okay with me being really busy as a casting director or really busy, you know, living my life with Lance or really busy breastfeeding with little babies, if they took it personally, they're out. Because you have to also understand where the friend is coming from. And I don't know if you guys agree with this, but this is how I feel. And so in this episode that is coming up, and we'll see the entire thing play out next week, but Danielle literally panics, freaks out, hysterically cries in tantrums over the idea that Carl proposed to Lindsay and she didn't know about it. She totally turned this news of – you know, Carl is right now proposing to Lindsay and they're getting engaged to why not? Why not? Why was I not there? Why was I not involved? Why didn't she, after everything I've done, how did I not know about it? It's shocking to me. And to me, like if Danielle's not watching this back, dying of cringe, like beyond, beyond, because you can never take those moments back. And now it's on camera. And she could have felt all the things like Danielle has a reason and a right to feel like F. I feel so left out. And why didn't they ask me? And like, I miss her or I love her and I wish I was closer with her when this happened and I wish I could have been part of it. You could feel all those things, but you better slap a smile on publicly because that's never going away. Whatever you act in public and especially on camera now, like you're always going to be known as the girl that turned someone else's happy news and engagement. You made it about you. Horrible, horrible, horrible. (laughs) 
I, I don't, I can't imagine Lindsay can ever be friends with her again after that. How could you ever? And also she wasn't a fan of the relationship. And also Carl told Danielle, I am proposing to Lindsay. And Danielle took a pillow. I wish I had my pillow here. It's over there. and went, ah, screamed in her pillow. Why the heck would Carl talk to her and get her involved? He realized she was not pro their relationship. She pissed Lindsay off left and right. Why would she want, Lindsay wouldn't want her to be there. Anyway, whatever. Had to get that off my chest. Let go of high maintenance friendships. Let go of those girls that make everything about them. Let go of those people that, that you know, yuck your yum. Always. Now, if if you are getting engaged or marrying someone who is like, you know, beating you or cheating on you or a liar or a this or a that, then like speak your mind. You're allowed to be fighting against it. But if you see that your your best friend is happy and the guy is a good guy, freaking you close up your mouth, you go to therapy and you talk to other people off camera. You do not share that publicly. It's a bad look, right? Okay. Vanderpump. Who watched? Let me know if you watched. I'm putting in 12 minutes. We're talking about Vanderpump. Okay. Oh, you guys, I made Lance watch last night. Biggest mistake. Biggest mistake. Lance, if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, I am so sorry. I love you dearly. Big mistake to let you watch it. Here's how I feel about it. I don't like watching any of these reality shows with Lance because it makes me feel anxious because I know in my mind he doesn't want to be there. (laughs) He's watching on TikTok. He said, agreed. Big mistake. Listen, Lance, uh, enjoyed a Vena CBD. Thank you, Tamara Judge. Tamara sent me some Vena CBD in the mail yesterday to try it. Love you, Tamara. And I will definitely be trying one this weekend. But I know now, knowing from Lance, that an entire one is probably too strong for me. In fact, a half one is probably too strong for me. In fact, I should probably have a quarter. Um, so there is that. And number two, he decides to come into the room to watch the show with, with a laptop. I mean, are you working during Vanderpump Rules? Vanderpump Rules is a show that I don't even look at my phone. Remember, we've talked about this. All eyes on deck, right? We cannot be uh, multitasking. I make sure that my kids don't come in. Even my dog, the fact that my dog was in there was a little bit of a a dicey situation. He said, I'll be quiet about it. I'm like, you're too loud. You're too loud. Then he watches a reel. It's a stop, stop, Lance. (laughs) Okay. He decides to watch the episode that felt like I was on drugs. Did anyone else feel like last night's Vanderpump Rules made them feel like they were on an acid trip? Okay. Here's why. Let's first talk about this farm. Now, you know I don't do a full recap on these shows. I am not Watch What Crappens. I love those shows. There's shows that recap scene by scene. I'm just going to pull out some things that like, were shocking to me. This farm. I live here in Los Angeles. I'm going to Google this farm. I need to know more about it because I need to know never to go anywhere near it. Everyone's very different. Some people love to glamp. Some people love to camp. I don't like either, but if I'm going to glamp, I ain't glamping there. There was not, there was nothing to look at. It was just a yurt and a fire and then like a pig. I didn't understand it. It looked like it was like off the side of a road, you know, 
in Riverside or something. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. It was not pretty. There was no stream. There was no tree. There was no... What were they doing there? And how much did the owner of that farm pay them to come and join them for that? Because the owner of the farm was a VPR fan, right? You have to know that, right? There's no question. He's literally Vanderpump. He was at the Abbey probably with Rachel, Raquel, and Tom dancing at 1 a.m. That guy is not, uh, you know, wow, who's this? What is this show, Vander? He was not a farm. I, I was so confused by it. Very confused. Okay. They go, it's Raquel, it's Tom Schwartz, it's Tom Sandoval and Ariana. Um, the four of them are in the car together, like the cute little, you know, double date. Little do they know that the driver and Raquel behind them are actually, uh, you know, massively in love. While Schwartz is the decoy and poor Ariana is just like blindfully and blissfully unaware that her husband or her boyfriend and her best friend are literally not only actually, you know, effing, but each other's obsession. And you can tell the entire episode now knowing. They go to this farm. Sheena, poor Sheena. Sheena was speaking my my language. Sheena was like, I don't want dirt. Like who wants to celebrate their birthday there? I'm not going to judge you if you like to camp. I want to celebrate my birthday in, I'm a city girl. You know, give me a nice, beautiful hotel. Uh, give me a great bar, a restaurant, some music, a good martini. That's who I am. I don't care if there's good ranch at the dinner. I would rather, you know, sit at a, a table, right? Like a nice – okay. So um, so they get there and it's so random. They just like smash a pumpkin and then they feed these pigs and then they just like sit around and drink. What were they doing there? Does anyone know? Like what's happening? Okay. So they decide to have like a girl's yurt and a guy's yurt much to Tom and Raquel's probably uh, depression that they weren't together. And um, this was the takeaway from these scenes. Number one, it felt like they were high on mushrooms the entire – not only were they high on mushrooms, but the editors were high on mushrooms for all of these scenes. Lance was like, whoa, is every episode edited like this? And I said, no, I've never seen anything like it. He's like, I feel like I'm watching an MTV show from the mid-90s. That's what it felt like when you were watching the episodes. Like there was all these really kind of like – it felt like the the shots of the pigs were (laughs) like – blurry. I mean, I'm on Mucinex and I'm like, maybe I'm high. Lance was on Venus CBD. I mean, we were all just like, what is happening? Including the editors. And that pig was high eating the pumpkins. Like the, the owner of the farm was definitely high. Something was happening. And Raquel is sitting there and she's talking about how she doesn't, you know, they're sitting there at the meal and Sheena and Ariana are like, and this I always find interesting when someone says something on the, um, on the, uh, and Lance, you're here on TikTok, so you tell you you tell me whenever you hear like a voiceover of a question or a scene, but you don't see the person actually saying it. I always think it's one of those things that happens in post, meaning post production. Like they were saying, Ariana, you have to ask this question, so they make her kind of put it into ADR. So basically, she says, "What's Frankenbite? What does that mean, Frankenbite? Did I miss something?" So she says something along the lines of. So did anything else happen while I was gone? But you don't see her say it, which makes me think they made her say that in ADR because they needed there to be a reason why Raquel was explaining why she wasn't there. Oh, that's what it's called. It's called a Frankenbite, according to um, Lance. So she says, 
Raquel was like, well, yeah, you know, we went to the jacuzzi and this was so weird. Tell me if someone else, if anyone else thought this was so odd. As she says, um, we were in the jacuzzi. Ariana says, yeah, like we always do. Why is she saying that? It's almost like someone said, Ariana, they're trying to spin this, that something happened between Raquel and Tom. Can you stand up for Tom? Or maybe Tom Sandoval said something to her. Maybe Tom Sandoval said, I know production. They're trying to spin something. Just got get my back. Okay? It was weird. So yes, Donna agrees. That was super weird. Hi, Halbert. May the fourth be with you as well. That's how I started this episode. Um, yes, it was so weird. So yeah. Um, like we always do, she says. Oh, okay. Do you want to also supervise the next time that your your boyfriend and your girlfriend are, are having sex? It's so odd. Okay. Then, um, oh, that is interesting. Yes. Okay. So Dorkarella says this whole episode was so odd. Agree. Getting into that right now. And then Liv Bounty says because she was being defensive about Katie supposedly saying they were open. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the the fact that she was maybe being defensive, but yes, t- this is my takeaway from Ariana on this episode. Has anyone else felt like Ariana has been just MIA this entire season? We know that she had to leave Vegas early because her dog died. And then she was not in the beach episode because her grandma died. So she was, she's been kind of like not really around. And because of that, we haven't really heard her side in everything, but this episode was very Ariana focused and it really cleared up the idea that Ariana completely was in either denial, probably denial, or defensive, like, I don't care what you say. I don't believe that anything is happening. I'm I'm standing up for my man. So anyway, they have this weird conversation. Sheena's like, Tom, you said that she did sleep over, but you didn't say she slept over. But they did. But you said to Brock, and then you didn't say, you're making it weird. You guys are lying. Tom Schwartz's hands are in his mouth. He's eating his hands off. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so awkward, so uncomfortable. Sandoval keeps covering his face like, no, man, no, dude, no. Uh, what? No, what? Dumb and Dumber come back. Beavis and Butthead, the two of them are just on another planet, annoying and and like blind leading the blind. They have no idea what they're doing. What's weird about this episode was all the interchanges between what was happening back at home. So this is my thought about this. I think there's a scene that Lala and James are in Lala's office. Stick with me here. There's a scene that Lala and James are in Lala's office and she's wearing a beanie. You remember this? And James walks in and they start chatting about the beach supposedly the day before or like recently. This scene where Lala has this weird aha moment, like Vanessa Lachey moment, where she's now going back and forth and they're doing this weird rewind, fast forward to the bad scene with Ken. Zendival was in the jacuzzi. And then they're going fast forward, rewind to the scene at Sir when Raquel comes in late and then fast forward and then rewind. And all of these weird ass edits and Lala's narrating it because we're now in an episode of Hi Scooby-Doo. Like what was happening there? My gut feeling is that entire scene of Lala and James was filmed one month ago because there is no way that that scene would have happened in the time because the only reason that 
we know that Raquel ended up sleeping over there is because it, it all it's all produced. And here's my thought and why. Number one, Lala has a beanie on because she has to cover up any difference in hair. Number two, James looks so different. And if you rewatch the show, there's two versions of James. There's James around the beach episode. And then there's James who was on Watch What Happens Live last week. And James who was on Watch What Happens Live last week was a 10. And James at the beach was like a solid seven. And James in the scene with Lala was like nine, 10. And that's because James has bulked up and he looks really good. He's not super skinny. He's not super gaunt. And you can feel and see the difference of the way he looks. And I believe very strongly that he shot that scene with Lala after the fact. In addition to the scene with Ken and um, Lisa and Katie talking about Zendival in um, where, where Ken was Ozzy Osbourne shuffling in the room. Lisa Zendival was in the jacuzzi with Raquel. Gotta go. It was bananas. That scene was also definitely shot post to piece it together. Um, when Lala says, yeah, later we're shooting these robe episodes, we're shooting the robes. That's another question I have for you. Christina Kelly. Do we need to see Christina Kelly on our screen anymore? I don't understand. No offense. I just don't see why she is forcing us, why they're forcing Christina Kelly. Now, I guess she needed to promote HeartSpring, her company, and it needed to be at TomTom because here's the thing, you guys. This is the thing. That scene of Christina Kelly's, um, okay, the scene of Christina Kelly's um, product line at TomTom was the finale episode. It was the original finale episode because it needed to be at TomTom because she needed to have all of the people that were there, there for a reason. There's no reason that Katie and Lala and Sandoval and Schwartz will ever be together in the same place anymore. Why would James and Raquel be in the same place anymore? It doesn't make sense. It needed to be at TomTom and it needed to be a Christina Kelly product launch or, or a Lala or Katie something to connect everyone. And because Christina Kelly hates Tom and Tom. She does. She's not a fan of Schwartz or Sandoval. So it doesn't make any sense why she would choose that place. But it needed to be a place where Lisa was there, where Christina was, I mean, where Katie was there, where Ariana was there, where James and Raquel could have this weird, produced, strange conversation. Meanwhile, Raquel is over there, you know, hooking up with Sandoval and, and having this conversation with James like, wow, I can't believe you regret Rochella. Well, duh. Why wouldn't he regret Rochella? Um, yeah, I thought, well, Lala did have a big, so Sarah is saying, why did, how did Christina Kelly get such a big product placement and how not Lala? Well, Lala does and did in this episode, she has the give them Lala. Yeah. The Christina Kelly thing is so weird. It really should have been a Lala product launch because they were shooting the robes and then they should have had the party there. That was a little confusing for me. Um, okay. So there is a scene where Ariana is talking about her grandma and she's talking in the, um, at the, we're now we're back at the, the acid camp, the acid trip camp. And Raquel is talking about like, you guys are 
everything to me. You guys are my forever friends. And she's looking straight at Sandoval and he's looking at her and he's like, I am so proud of you, Raquel. I've never seen anyone so happy for someone before. Right. And then they, you know, they continue to take more mushrooms, I assume, or more God knows what, because everyone's just so high eating Sour Patch straws by the fire. And they were over at, um, they're by the fire and Ariana's got Raquel's back beyond, beyond, beyond. And Tom goes, we got a gift for you, me and Ariana, meaning Tom. Like Tom led the charge on this gift and Ariana's just like smiling along. It's so confusing to me. They go and they give, um, her these beautiful sunglasses and she's so happy. And then it cuts to this Raquel confessional where she's talking about how, because she's aged out of pageants, which by the way, like no offense to pageant girls, but it's just so bananas to me. The whole thing, like I've aged out of pageants. So now I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. As if she was like the massive pageant winner. And she said, I am done being the good girl. I mean, the producers of Vanderpump have never gotten a more apropos interview. I am done being the good girl. I want to, you know, live my life now for me. So, okay. One other thought thought from this one moment that was so weird. Oh yeah. So confusing. Pretty sure Ariana had nothing to do with the sunglass purchase. Absolutely. Tom was like, I'm going to get these for Raquel. I mean, it's Tom is using Ariana and Schwartz as ways to get to Raquel. He's pushing Raquel and Ariana closer because he needs a reason. He's pushing Schwartz and Raquel closer because he needs a reason. It, it, it became like an addiction for the two of them. You can see it. And this one scene where Sheena gets randomly invited to Christina Kelly's Huge product launch. Like, by the way, if you're going to have a big product launch where you're renting out an entire area of TomTom and you're putting up all your product, you're not sending out a random text invite 24 hours before. Why do they think we're so stupid? So Sheena's sitting there and she goes, oh, by the way, Christine, I just got invited tomorrow night. Christina's having this huge product uh, thing. You know, we're having this huge product thing tomorrow. Weird. And they want Raquel to go. Raquel's like, I'll go as your date, Schwartz. So Sheena goes, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask and see. Okay, guys, I got a text. Raquel can come. I've never seen anything like Tom. You guys, do you guys remember this? Tom, yes, 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 you go. Yes, Raquel, you can come. He's like, oh, another night that I get to spend with my lover. Ridiculous, insane. Okay, and then you see them dancing in the yurt under the galaxy lights like, if if that is ever a birthday party for me, Lance, if you're still watching, if you ever throw me a party where there's a yurt, a galaxy light, and Sour Patch straws, like, I'm out. I don't want it. Take me to Tom Tom. Okay. This last scene is crazy. So Katie and Ariana have this heart-to-heart because Ariana was not really happy with what she had heard that Katie said about this, this idea that they have this little bit of a weird, you know, open relationship. And Katie's like, I didn't say that. I basically meant, and I can kind of understand that Katie, that Katie basically said this, that Katie said, listen, they live kind of separate lives. And I really do think that they did because Ariana is a homebody. She was, you know, very honest about that. I'm a homebody and Tom is a going out party, having sex with Raquel person. She didn't know that part, but that was really what was happening. And so Katie basically probably said, listen, they live kind of separate lives and they're very, they're not like 
on each other's jock. You know how some couples need to know exactly where their people are and the other ones give it more freedom. That's probably what Katie meant. But anyway, Ariana says like, that makes me look stupid and whatever. And then she says, I love and trust Tom and I love and trust Raquel. And Raquel has given me no reason to feel any other way about her. And I, and I fully, fully believe that she is nothing. What did she say? She said she has been a pleasure, nothing but a pleasure. And Katie has said, Katie, the unsung hero of this entire season, Katie, the one person who's always in her gut known that Raquel is bad news bears. Katie says, oh yeah, a delight. She said a delight. Um, Katie says, I hope that Raquel is being a good friend to you. Katie knew. Now let me just say one thing really fast. If anyone, anyone said to me, I would make sure to check in on, you know, the way Lance is with this one girl. I would check in on it. It feels a little fishy to me. I literally would probably say like, you're crazy. That's insane. And then immediately I would become private investigator. Because the second there's smoke, there's fire. And people don't, like rumors don't come out of nowhere. Right? Yeah, this is going to be kind of Katie's comeback season because we hate Schwartz now and we can't stand Raquel and it kind of makes sense. Katie was the only one that was going to bat this entire time. Lala, sort of, but yes. Okay, meanwhile, Ariana's like, no, Tom is my ride or die. Until that last scene, did you see this last scene, you guys? And then I'm going to cut this down. Although TikTok is blowing up over here. Welcome. This last scene, Lala, looking so gorgeous, by the way, when they're stealing all of Christina Kelly's products, which is, by the way, so what I would do. Like, what a relatable moment when Lala's like, I love free shit. And Lala's throwing all this stuff in her bag, and Ariana's there too. And Ariana's so sweet. She goes, thanks so much for texting me, Lala. You know, it's been a really, really rough go. And Lala's like, I feel for you. Are you okay? And then she said, um, she said, you know, because I thought – I I noticed that you were, you know, Tom had said to me that you were really mad at him because he didn't come home during that Labor Day party. And Labor Day party was the party that we've seen on Sheena's vlog now where Jax was there and all of the cast was there pretty much. And Tom was hammered beyond belief, parting with Raquel Rachel and saying, I can't get an Uber to come home. While Jax was saying there were Ubers left and right, like we live in LA, you guys. There is no way you can't get an Uber. If you can't get an Uber, you get a Lyft. If you can't get a Lyft, you call Beverly Hills Taxi Company. You can get home, okay? We're not in the, you know, we're not at the farms, the acid farms where they were at. And then when Lala said, yeah, because he was there with Jason, who, where's Jason? We need to hear from Jason. Someone get a mic on Jason. Bring Jason to the reunion. Where Jason said he was leaving and Tom said, I don't want to leave yet. And Ariana immediately Says, Tom, get over here. I mean, the way Lala's stomach probably dropped because she's like, I'm not dealing with this on my own. I'm not standing up for Tom. He needs to. Tom, get over here. Lala's saying that you said uh, to Jason that you were staying. And he goes, what? What? Again, what? What? And then Schwartz is probably not even part of the conversation, but his spidey sense is going off. He's eating his fingers somewhere else, you know, making a a vodka soda for for (laughs) – Katie's mom who wants to, you know, they want to murder him. Um, He says, 
What? No, I mean, I just, I thought you wanted to be alone. She says, I really, I told you I wanted you to come home. Uh, what? I couldn't, no, because I couldn't get a car. Lala goes, Tom, I was standing right with you. Jason said, I'm leaving. And you said, I'm going to stay. And Ariana goes, what? You told me that when Jason said, when Jason left, you were not around. You were in the bathroom taking a, ew. And Tom goes, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Now, this was the part that killed me. Ariana looks at him and says, it's okay. The whole day worked out. It was fine. It ended up being fine. But yeah, I did kind of want you around. And she's like playing with his mustache or like fixing something and getting it off his chin. The way that she didn't just go to town and say like, WTF, where have you been? I'm going through the hardest summer of my life and you chose to party? This wasn't even about Raquel necessarily, but he chose to party instead of being home with her. And then she said in in the confessional, I am Tom's number one stan and I don't think he is for me. The way my heart broke for Ariana in last night's episode. Guys, it is devastating to watch now. Now it's not even fun. It's sad. It's gross. But I will tell you this, and this is not in any way blaming Ariana, but if you are out there right now and someone, including your very close friend, says, I think there is something going on with your husband or your boyfriend. I think that they're having something going on. I don't trust this girl. I worry. Where has he been? This is when you start doing the digging. You don't need to become paranoid and do all the digging prior. But this is when you start doing the digging because people are definitely, uh, people don't put that in your head. I have never once had anyone, not once ever in my 12 years, 14 years of being with Lance. I don't even know. Love you, Lance. No idea how many times, how how many times, how many years we've been together since 2008. Never once has any of my girlfriends ever said, "I'm I'm concerned. There's something I felt. There's a vibe I saw. Never once. But if they did, you best be sure I'm, I'm checking it out. Because you know who doesn't mess with you are your are your best friends, not your fake friends, but your besties. She didn't want it. Okay, so some comments on TikTok. Welcome, by the way, everyone on TikTok. I've got 125 people here live on TikTok. Um, I have a podcast called Daily Dose of Donna. If you're new here, I'm here Monday through Friday. I talk reality, pop culture, all the fun things. Okay, some of the comments. People will hate me, but you lose them how you get them. A hundred percent. Not in all cases, but in a lot of cases. You know who shocked me? Leanne Rhymes and Eddie Cibrian. Still looking pretty happy. We'll see how that goes. Um, she didn't want to dig. I'm saying she was just so complacent at that point. Um, yeah, she acted like Lala bringing it up was the issue. Lala was just trying to be a good friend. I look like Candace Cameron. Have heard that before. I look like Candace Cameron. I look like Dorit. I look like Jackie from Real Houses, New Jersey. Those are my three uh, spirit animals. Tom is looking haggard. I said it about it yesterday. And I said um, that Jack said in his podcast that whenever he thinks of Tom, he thinks of the smell of cigarettes, Red Bull, and coffee. And that's all I can think about when I think about Tom. He looks like he smells bad. He has a snow problem. Well, I'll tell you, he has a Raquel problem. That's for sure. Um, So we have two more episodes. And these next two episodes were the added on additional episodes, meaning uh, it doesn't mean that 
like they've definitely re-edited these last few episodes. So it's not like we're seeing completely new footage. I'm sure they're going to film some stuff. Like we know the scenes between Ariana and Lala are going to be in these last couple episodes. Um, and those were shot, not Ariana and Lala, Ariana and Raquel. And those were shot prior to Scandival. So they're going to be mixing things in. But you guys, it's good. It's crazy. Tom, if he has to rewatch these episodes, I would never feel worse and disgusting as a person. Raquel is diabolical. If anyone ever trusts Raquel as a friend or as a boyfriend or as a husband or as a whatever, like you're screwed. Like it's someone that can lie that easily to your face, to the cameras over and over and over and over and over. (gasps) See, Tom is actually a bad liar. Raquel's a good liar. That's the craziest, scariest part here. Raquel is a good liar. Tom is a horrible liar. And Schwartz, don't even get me started. He has no hands anymore. He's, he's bitten to the nubs. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love doing the show Monday through Friday. Thank you for the subscri- subscribes, the follows. Make sure to keep following along. I've got some really fun things coming up. And I hope you have an amazing Thursday. See you tomorrow for Friday. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.